Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Friday with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. What we are talking about today is being militant about only doing the things you love. Now, look, I use the word militant, not so you can be in the military, not so you can be- Oh, really? All... I thought I was signing up. Look, here's the thing. I'm, I'm hesitant to go too deep into this, but I'm going to bring it up anyway because we're here and it's popped into my mind. And we've had this conversation with our friend Darren about this too. Don't confuse doing things you love with being unapologetic for what you want to do. It's very, very easy to just say, you know, fuck everybody and everything, and it's all about me, and I'm unapologetic. You can be a real dick if you do that, and you can make it all about you. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is step into recognizing things that light you up, that make your energy come alive, that make you, when you get, when I get my little seven and a half foot size sneaker onto that skateboard. <laughs> it's like a child shoe. I, I got deep house in my ears. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm at the beginning of a threes company episode, you know, skateboarding down the strand here in Hermosa and I am alive. I am a better person for the world by doing the things I want to do. Now, you mentioned earlier about doing more of the things that you love and less of the things you don't. I think we sort of fell into by happenstance and not we, we we sort of backed into it, but not really understanding what that did. And what that did, when you're doing more of the things you love to do, you're raising your vibration, 
and you're clearing that negativity out. That's the piece that we never really talked about when we made that statement. We knew- We just knew it naturally. We knew it made sense. And yeah. we knew that that's what we wanted to do, but we didn't know like why. And that sort of leads me to the, to my second bullet, if you will. And that is that, you know, we talk a lot about meditation and visualization. So the question is like, well, which one do I do? Do I do them both? And affirmations. And affirmations. And here's the answer. The answer is that there's nothing more important than how you feel. So let's just say that you have something that you want to manifest, right? There's this thing in your mind and I just want it, but you're pissed about it because you've been asking for, for forever and it hasn't come into fruition yet. So now you sit down, you put your earbuds in, you put your, your, your woo-woo meditation on, music on, to look at your, you know, your vision board or to, or to close your eyes and visualize what it is that you want. But you're showing up to that visualization being pissed about how it's not in your life. Well, now is that, that moment is not the time to be doing the visualization because of how you're showing up. What is the right thing to do at that time is meditate. Because when you meditate, you're gonna be able to connect to your higher self, to source, and to clean that slate so that you can come back to that visualization, not with low vibe, low energy, and not uh, and not have the right frequency. That's the word I'm looking for. Not have the right frequency to be able to manifest. Does that make sense? Yeah. So here's what Esther says, and Esther Esther Hicks, Abraham Hicks. I never know who to who to reference on this one, right? Esther is our roommate. She lives downstairs in the basement. <laughs> basically, so she always says in one of her little rampages, I hear it um, pretty every, pretty much every day. Uh, she says, don't use affirmations and manifestation to get into alignment, get into alignment and then do manifestation in affirmation because you can't manifest something when you're thinking about the negative and you're not in alignment. So in alignment just means you're in the high vibration that aligns with what you're trying to attract. So, when people talk about law of attraction, whatever it is that you're trying to attract, success, a relationship, health, whatever it is, that has a high vibration. You have to get into alignment with that same high vibration in order to attract it. So by talking about all the negative and how it's not happening, you're not in that vibration. The other thing that she says, and by the way, that was a huge key for me because, you know, I had a friend who was really struggling in business and she would write on her mirror, you you know, you are a successful businesswoman. She would write all these like affirmations on her mirror. Great. She would wake up in the morning, say the affirmations into the mirror. Great. Except for the fact that she was missing this one key component, which was getting into that high vibration. She was using affirmations to get herself into that, to, to wrestle the gorilla to the ground and try to get herself into it, which is why it wasn't working. And same with manifestation. If you're sitting there in a, in a pil, uh, pity party of self-doubt and you go, okay, I'm just going to try to sit here and, man, and, and visualize what I want, that doesn't work. So one of the keys that uh, we've learned is the fastest way to manifest something is to ask yourself why you want it. 
Yeah, I think your I think your point with why is so important because really what the why does is it takes you out of the how deliberately because there's no energy in how, right? If you think about like, you know, I want a million dollars and this is how I'm going to do it. There's generally not a lot of juice inside of the steps because it's fucking hard, right? It's a lot of work. But when you think about the how of a million dollars, when you think about the why of a million dollars, then it starts to become like, why do I want it? Well, because I could take my family on a vacation that I've always wanted to take them on. And I could see my daughter playing in the pool of, you know, in Hawaii and looking at the ocean, or I could see us walking hand in hand through the streets of Paris. That is the thing that lights you up. So I love that tip with why. And I think another good tip that can help people is to keep telling yourself the story of what's going great in your life. It's very, very easy for our reptilian brains who are basically always searching for problems. That's the job of your brain. Your your brain's job is to keep you alive. It's to look for the dinosaur, look for the saber-toothed tiger, make sure that you're not gonna die. So guess what? When you start looking around for problems, guess what you're going to find? You're going to find lots of them because that is, that is the way I like, I can remember like, you know, calling my mother and like, she'll answer the phone and be like, what's wrong? Right. <laughs> you know, like nothing is wrong. Right. You know, like we are hardwired for that. So you have to override those circuits and the way you override those circuits is by telling yourself stories of things that are going really well in your life. Like look around, like you, you know, look, you're listening to this podcast. You're somebody that's into personal development. You're somebody that's into manifestation. You've created a lot of shit in your life. You have a lot of good things going on. Just, you know, I'm sure that there are some people that have, you know, really have it worse than others. I get it. We're all going through this crazy time in 2020. We all have stuff that we're battling with and we all have stuff that we're trying to get over. But simultaneously, because you are a goal-achieving kind of guy or gal, you probably have manifested lots of things. Just look around the room you're in right now. Look at the steering wheel of the car. Look at the treadmill that you're running on. Look at your house. Look at your wife. Look at your husband, your children, and start telling yourself the story of everything that is really going well and raise your vibration. That's really good because there there are things that you have right now that you once wished for, right? There's things that you have in your life right now that at some point were a goal. And if you just had that, everything would be amazing. I remember being a kid, right? In in high school and then in college, like I can't wait. When I have my first apartment, I'm gonna... I'm going to go to Ikea and I'm going to get all new everything. And it was like, you walked into that apartment and you it was yours for the first time. And you had prayed and wished for that day. So no one could tell you what the fuck to do anymore, right? Yep. Like, and then it was like, oh, if I, I want to get a house and I, if I can just get a job making 30 grand a year, my life will be, it's a, I'll be a millionaire, Right. And all of these things. If 30, I could, 30 is a number. I remember having that same remember? number. If I made, are you kidding? If I, if 30, I 30, like grand. you're going to pay me what? 30,000 $30, dollars. Like, so like 30,000 is going to be mine? Because I was making I could, $5 and 25 cents even do an the hour. Math. I was like, I basically had a mansion yeah. with maids and there was a fountain in the back. And then you realized that was 
not yeah, happening. And that basically covers two weeks of living in California. But yes, yeah. I, I, it, it, it is a definite mind But shift. if you think of the things that you have now, so I was talking to one of my new business builders and my network marketing team. And she was like, God, I just, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do this. And, you know, it just seems like, how did these people get so successful? And I don't know if I have what it takes. And, you know, she currently has a job. She, uh, well, I'm not going to tell what she does because I'll just completely tell who Was it is. Was this a stripper or uh, no? Stop, stop, stop. That's not nice. Well, I'm, trying so, to, I'm trying to take them off the path. See, <laughs> So she has a job that she, uh, she's an entrepreneur. She has a job that she started a couple of years ago. And I said, take me back to when you first started doing this job. How did you feel when you first started? She goes, oh, I didn't think anyone would hire me. Like she went and got her certification. She was like, I truly thought I would never be hired. I didn't, she didn't have belief, right? In herself. And I said, okay, so now you're two, two years in, three years in, how is it now? And she's like, oh, it's night and day. I used to be so nervous in an interview with a new client. And I used to be like, didn't want to say the wrong thing. And I wanted to take everything that came my way. And now she does interviews on the phone while she's like folding laundry, sipping a glass of wine. Like she is sought after constantly. And I said, so now look at where you came, how far you came in your belief from where you were to where you are now. It's going to be the same thing. Use that exact same, that journey you took from having zero belief to being incredibly confident confident and successful. Now take that same journey and apply it to this because you're going to start with no belief and then eventually you'll be incredibly confident and successful. And so that's looking for even those indicators. I did this before in another way. Maybe it was completing college. Maybe it was a job. Maybe it was like, if it's a health goal, this is the other thing. Gosh, when I was a personal trainer, people would, I would take pictures and measurements and they would come in at the beginning, I'd take pictures, measurements, weight, all the things. Eight weeks later, we'd take them again and they'd be like, yeah, I don't really see it. I'm like, you lost 18 and a half inches and 14 pounds. How in your pants are falling off you? How do you not see it? Because it wasn't the end result. The full transformation hadn't happened. So they weren't looking at the small successes along the way, which is what you, to your point, Rob, you have to notice the tiny, small successes because without belief in what you are manifesting, you if you don't believe it, you will not achieve it. That is just how it goes. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I also think that you have to pay and you have to pay attention to what you're feeling while you're going through that process. You know, Esther once said, source speaks in feelings and your survival, your survival brain speaks in paragraphs. So it's very easy. I bet she keeps talking. Yeah. I mean, like, it's exactly right. The chatter in the head. But you can't, like, if you think about that, that bitch who's talking all the time and the chatter you have in the head. Versus when you get goosebumps. When you get goosebumps. Great example. It's so different. Listen to the feeling. Look at that. There's a beautiful bird out there that just flew there. I think somebody was telling us that they agree. I love that. So let me give you one too that you're going to love this. Are you ready? The guidance outside of you can never replace the guidance within you. 
That, that's it. That's exactly what it is. And the I'm gonna I'm gonna classify the guidance outside of you is the chatter. The guidance because there's a lot or of people or competition mm-hmm. or comparison or or all of it. And the guidance in you. This is what if we round this back to where we started this conversation. The guidance within you is found in vibration. It's found in joy. It's found in it's found in meditation. That's where the guidance. It's the nudge. It's the nudge that says. No, no, sweetie, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. You did it and look what happened. Like that's the guidance within you. So listen to your internal guidance system and that chatter, that crazy, that comparison, all of those things, you have to quiet that down. You have to acknowledge it and shift away from it and go inside and listen to the guidance within. You know, one more thing around this subject that I want to talk about that I really found interesting. There's a guy, his name is Garrett Whites. He's definitely a polarizing guy. He he's got a, a method called like the warrior method and he's mostly for men, but now he's now he's starting to include women in his messaging. And his wife is um, her name's Danielle K. White on Instagram. And so now she's doing, she's doing like a, like a fitness competition. And Kim, take a look at her picture before and after, and then look at the first comment on there. Read the first comment. The first one I can see. Yeah. I get you work out and are pushing a product, but why post unattainable goals? Most moms will never look like that ever. Now look at her answer. LOL, you live by your story. This has been an easy and enjoyable process for me. Best of luck. That's well. When, so- I, when I saw that, when I saw that, I was like, "What a great way to say it!" So basically, mm-hmm. you've got you know a gal that was you know she wasn't overweight at all, but she was you know she, she just, looks like a normal mom. She looks like a normal mom, and then she got into like crazy shape because she decided she wanted to do a fitness competition. And so somebody looks at it and is like, "Why are you doing that?" Because it's clearly something that's not attainable for the average person. And her immediate answer was to say, we live by our stories. So- That's really good. I wanna take this back to the concept of wobble, which we've talked about and a lot of people really resonated. Wobble, wobble, wobble. Yeah, a lot of people really resonated with the wobble. If you have this sort of like wobble, like, well, I really would love to get in that kind of shape, but it's not attainable, right? So you got this giant wobble in what you want and what is- And you have the excuse slash story of why it's not- attainable for you. So check in with your stories, like whatever it is that you're trying to attain. And, you know, let's say that you, you know, you want the million dollars. We'll use a million dollars because everybody wants a million dollars. We'll use the million, I want a million dollars. Well, if you have a story that's in there, like nobody in my family has ever made a million dollars, or I have no idea how I'm going to make a million dollars. The story we tell ourselves versus telling yourself the story of, I'm going to be the first person in my family that makes a million dollars, right? So you redefine the story. And I just love that because her answer wasn't to, you know, give a recipe, pun intended, of how she, you know, created the body that she wanted. And it also wasn't to be like, I love, here's what I love about that, that she left it and responded with, you know, we all are guided by our story because leaving that is so much more powerful than just deleting, you know, the rude remark because anything is really attainable and you're right. Like the wobble, like if you think about all these things in your life that you want and you look for the wobble, it's kind of like being on, this is such a good analogy, I think. So I hope it comes out the way it is in my brain. 
if you're in a basu, right? And you know what a basu is? It's like a flat circle ball and you have the ball on top and it's flat on the bottom. If you flip the basu over, so you're on the ball side down and you stand on it and you try to do your workout on the basu, you're literally looking for the wobble. Why? So you can strengthen it. And so you're looking for the place that you are are going to fall over in order to know, oh, okay, so my core is not strong enough or my hip flexors aren't strong enough or my glutes aren't strong enough. And you're looking for the wobble so you can correct for the wobble. It's really good. Versus looking for the wobble and going down the wobble hole into self-pity wobble and amplifying the wobble and... Because taking this back to manifestation, if you what you focus on, you attract, right? So if you only focus on the wobble, you're going to get more of the wobble. But if you can focus on how you can correct the wobble, then you're going to get more correction of the wobble. Yeah. I mean, in terms of belief, you can't go past the thresholds of your belief. So whatever your belief is, you can't go past that threshold, which means that you have to raise it. Okay. So um, a couple of Thank nice you. Job. Thank you. A couple of things um, I wanted to say uh, before we uh, depart. The first one is I did uh, a training this weekend that I want to talk about real quickly with a guy named Rory Vaden, and um, he is a brand specialist. And one of the things we talked about, it was a two-day event. It was a virtual event sitting here on the deck you know, in the backyard, like my ass was in a chair for 16 hours. Um, so it's a little bit different, obviously, than, but, you know, it's COVID, so whatever. Got to do what we got to do. Here's the thing. I learned that, you know, what, what we want to do, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a personal story first, but while I'm telling the story, apply it to what it is that you're currently doing. Because I know a lot of people listening to the show are either uh, have a personal brand or trying to build a personal brand. And there were a few things that we talked about that were really, really powerful. And, you know, when you're trying to come up with an answer for um, one thing about your brands, you know, you can't gloss over it. You have to sit there and really think about your listener and really think about the person buying your products and think about what you're passionate about. And all of these things intertwine. And there's a few things that came out of it. And one thing that came out of it is, you know, what is the one problem? He said to me, what is the one problem you're solving, Rob? And that led into basically like 16 hours of work to come out with one word. And the answer to the word is regret. Because when you flip that problem, it has to be what you are uniquely good at. And the flip is fulfillment. So the flip side of fulfillment is regret and the flip side of regret is fulfillment. Now that may not sound like a lot, but what it allows me to do is create podcasts like this. Everything that we're talking about with manifestation that we've been sort of doing this long series on is really about how you can have more fulfillment in your life and less regret, right? You don't want to come to the end of your life going, you know, I just, you know, I just, like, okay, great example. Ruth Bader Ginsburg just died, right? She, I guarantee you when she came to the end of her life at the moment that she left, I guarantee you she would say that I have little regrets 
and I had a life of fulfillment. And that's what I want for everybody. I want for everybody to be able to leave this planet feeling like they have made a significant difference to them for the world, that they brought their uniqueness to the world and felt fulfilled and didn't have regret. That was one. And two, is identifying, I see a lot of people making this mistake and I wanna share it if you're sort of in this world, but a lot of people make the mistake of who they're talking to. So I've identified that there are effectively three avatars that I have. The first avatar is somebody that is kind of bored, right? They're in a job that they like, but they don't love. It's going okay, but it's not great. The second avatar is somebody who's burnt out. Like I've been doing this for like 20 years. I'm a dentist, I'm a chiropractor, I'm a CPA, I'm a lawyer. And I am like, I am ready to do something. I'm burnt out. The third avatar, which is where the work hard, play hard experience comes in, is the one that's the workaholic. And here's what's interesting about this. They went back in to their working thing, but this time they did it in a way that they love. They love what they're doing and they do it so much that it's all they do. So each of these avatars have one thing in common. They don't want to have regrets and they want to be fulfilled. But speaking to them is different when you're making a product. Like if I'm making a product for somebody that is, you know, making millions of dollars a year and loves what they do, but they all work, the pain points for that product is going to be completely different than the person that is working at a job that it just feels like it's paying the bills or somebody who's burnt out. So I would strongly recommend that if any of the things that I just said to you, you're like, God, I really need to figure that out for what I'm trying to do. Or you feel like you fall into one of those categories. I would recommend that you give Rory Vaden a, uh, a listen um, I've heard his name from a lot of people and I decided to take the leap and do it. Well, you um, interviewed him, right? I interviewed him. So after people it. can listen to your podcast yeah. with Rory. Yeah, we'll have, and then... link, we'll have him link it up in the show notes. It's Rory Vaden. Um, and I did it about a month ago. Um, but if you want to, uh, if you want to get some free stuff, go to freebrandcall.com forward slash work hard, play hard. That's freebrandcall.com forward slash work hard, play hard. And uh, he'll have one of his uh, people jump on a phone call with you to see if they're a fit. Um, it is definitely an affiliate link and it is definitely a promotion. Um, but I think I can count on one hand uh, in the last two years, how many affiliate links I've given out. No. And this one, you're all in using, doing. We only, listen, we only sell things we actually do. We really do. We really <laughs> That's do. That's the truth. So there you have it, ladies and germs. Happy Rosh Hashanah to all of our Jewish friends. A week late. A week late, but you know, listen, happy Rosh Hashanah to you and all, and we will see y'all next week. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.